Soy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Hello and welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. Today is Trent here and it's so wonderful to have you company today for episode 315. This week on the show, we hit up the latest news and then we jump into the Vintage Toy Awards where we roll out some Autobot goodness. Joining me today in this Toy Power studio, we've got Frank. Hello, hello. Ben. G'day, g'day. Scotty. Hello there. And our very special Canadian friend, we've got Colin back joining us again. Welcome, Colin. Bonjour, bonjour. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> A little bit of escargot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, what time is it? Uh, what time is it over there? Uh, quarter to nine, a Saturday morning. And he's already drinking a beer. Are you sure you're not Australian? Are you sure? <laughs> Just in honor of you guys. This is like doing Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> With <laughs> alcohol. Like. Yeah, no, he pours the beer in his cereal bowl. Like. <laughs> <laughs> That's what adults do, don't they? <laughs> All right, let's crack the news before it gets wacky. Three, two, one. Cue music. So, what have you got for me? She's got a new hat. All right, I might take this one initially because I'm just, you know, the world's biggest GI Joe fan, particularly the well, the biggest one here in the room, anyway. Um, the uh, GI Joe has labs. The Dragonfly Copter. This is. Uh, have we spoken to this yes, one before? We have. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's absolutely smashed all the. Uh, Stretch, not not the stretch goals. The it's it's just backed. goals in it's general. It's, it, right. Yeah, it's it's done. It's yeah. a happening thing. Backed in now. Is there anyone here? I know it's an audio format, but hands up, uh, Colin. Um, if <laughs> uh, if you've got a bit of a track record on uh, the stats on how quickly some of these projects get backed, um, I get, have a feeling this is going to smash all those records. Uh, yeah, it's certainly doing very well. It's it's uh, it it it. It uh, what do you, what do you call it? It closed, I think, within a little more than a day. Um, we're already looking into uh, the stretch goals for it. Uh, uh, the the first there's there's three additional figures that are coming. The first stretch goal unlocks at uh, thirteen thousand orders. Um, that is a character called um, uh, Ripcord, but in his Night Force uh, gear. Uh, so that's already unlocked. The second reveal is, has already come live. We haven't unlocked it yet, but it's uh, Glenda. Uh, Glenda was a South American variant of Scarlet. Uh, really amazing figure. Uh, uh, if I wasn't backing the Dragonfly before, I would back it just for this character. Wow. Uh, mm. And I'm super excited to, to see the accessory she comes with because my personal favorite G.I. Joe of all time is Flash, and she comes with Flash's laser gun and backpack, which means there's probably a, a classified Flash coming. Definitely. Um, cool. 
we we don't know what the next one is. It unlocks at 19,000 orders. Um, I got to think that it's going to be, uh, it could be a Cobra. It could be like a wild a weasel, uh, the Rattler pilot. Uh, but my money is on it being a variant of Ace. So probably a Night Force uh, Ace character, since mm -hmm. we probably won't get a Sky Striker in this scale. Yeah, it's, it's a smart move that they have those figures that they can easily repaint, if, even if they haven't been done in uh, classifiers before, because we all know Hasbro, well, arguably invented the repaint. But um, one other stat I'd like to touch on, the uh, the price. Now, at the time when it was announced, 275 US, that certainly puts it in the lower sort of price tier compared to some of the other ones we've seen. Um, now, if you do the raw conversion on that, two seventy five works out to about four hundred dollars Australian. Trent, would you care to tell us what Zing have this currently priced at? Yeah, well, you, well, the good news is, if you're in Australia, you can pre-order this from Zing. The low, low price of eight ninety nine Australian <laughs> oh, dollars. Hello, so it's more than double. That's more than nuts. double, Frank. That's I, I like I get it. I know there are there's obviously margins in this. They do have to get it shipped to Australia. I understand that. But but are they buying an actual helicopter <laughs> item to deliver them? I mean, honestly. That's uh that's quite the profit margin. Wow. But uh mm, price of living where we live is apparently double mm. the cost of everything. So in in high in you know retrospect, good news, we can order it in Australia. Mm. Bad news, it's gonna cost us an extra few payments on the mortgage to you know <laughs> uh to get one so yeah we'll just leave it at that i don't know what else to say it's uh it's highway robbery if you ask well, i'll tell you what what you can say it's nice to have friends in canada hey. that's, uh, that's what you can say because <laughs> that is that makes it that actually makes it affordable whereas that zing price is just unattainable mm. Mm. There's no, there's no markup uh, from the Canadian Australia <laughs> toy underground. Um, one of the things that's interesting about uh, uh, this Kickstarter, which is usually, you know, if you buy one, shipping to Canada is thirty bucks. If you buy five, shipping to Canada is thirty bucks. Doesn't matter, Ooh. right? For a flat sh shipping fee. The Dragonfly uh, uh, is not that case. Uh, it's going to be about thirty dollars to ship each Dragonfly up oh, here. Okay, right. They've caught, do you think they've and caught I, I on wondered, or caught on to the fact of the shipping program or, yeah? They're on to us, Colin. We need yeah. to shut down the underground <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. I think, you know, shipping in Canada is really expensive as well, um, particularly given that, um, you know, I'm, I'm an hour from the U.S. border. Mm -hmm. And so there are places that Hasbro is going to be shipping in the United States that is geographically further than I am, but the price is, is half shipping or mm. a quarter shipping yeah uh, we we get slammed just as much as you guys do because uh just because we're in a different country and we have different tax rates so um you know we went through this trying to ship the sky strikers over to to trent and and you know the the machinations to get it down to a point that was reasonable uh was was a lot um so um, i'm glad zine is 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 offering it to folks but that's a huge markup that they're making on that, particularly given that you know they're not going to buy a bunch that are going to sit on the shelves. They're probably they're probably uh, buying to order. Yep. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Yeah. All this stress talk has got me hungry. Oh, man, <laughs> I can tell you what. Chicken fried toys and fresh monkey fiction have an absolute... 
hurler of a new line coming, a new line that is new, bringing back the old once again. Cops, mm, crooks, it's crime <laughs> fun time. I'm so excited. <laughs> this one of the one of the best animated openings of all time up oh, there yeah. with Thundercats. Yep. It is. Fantastic, and it just does the roll call of all the yeah. all the the characters. It's um so good, narrated by the beautiful voice, smooth, smooth, deep voice of Bulletproof BP Vess. Um, so Cops and Crooks. This was a kind of fully articulated, oversized GI Joe line for the time, but featuring police and criminals in that futuristic style, and and it's brilliant. Like the designs are absolutely wonderful um buttons mcboom boom is my personal favorite he's like uh basically a, a crook in a pink zoot suit and very much like rio blast his chest folds down revealing all these machine guns such such cool designs but chicken fried toys fresh monkey fiction are bringing this line back to us they've teamed up and they are coming. So out to the citizens of Empire City, they're going to bring out what are going to be four-inch fully articulated action figures in 2023 and 2024 and hopefully beyond. Um, fully beautifully painted, fully decked out, um, all the accessories, and they'll come on beautiful retro-inspired blister card packaging. So just to go through this, they're looking on the first assortment being six different character sculpts, and then they're going to offer them basically in pairs. So you'll get two, two figures, not in a two pack, single releases, but they'll ship them or offer them together. Um, what have we got? So, yeah, six characters, some of the familiar faces. You're going to get two heroes, two villains, and get this two drivers of the vehicle. So, if you go back to the original Hasbro line, you could get unique characters with vehicles. So like my favorite out of that turbo two tone, just such a cool looking character. He came um, with his car, but you're going to be able to get drivers as well. So look out for that. The first one that they've shown the prototype for is sundown. So he's obviously like a, a cowboy style character and they've shown off the card art for him as well. Um, they, these look fantastic. This is the kind of, you know, ramen toys are doing Centurions. They're doing Mask. They're doing um, Brave Star, yeah. which is very, very exciting. With the exception probably of Dino Riders, this is the next big one for me mm. of a, a redo that hasn't been done and is well, well deserved. So uh, just, sorry to yeah, yeah. cut you off. Yeah. Just to clarify, is this uh, an upscale of the vintage versions of the toys that were never made or is this a modern version of the toys, like a modern reinterpretation? It, it's. I think they're refining them so they are looking a bit more detailed. Yes. But I think in terms of scale, it's a very similar scale. These were sort mm. of... These might have even been a little bit bigger than four inches. Well, they yeah. bought, they're pretty much spot yeah. on four. So they'll they'll fit in quite nicely. But yeah, these always seemed like to me the bigger G.I. Joe. They were sort of that just that big, bit more chunky, a little bit, little bit taller. And you had characters like um the big bad guy. I think uh, what's his name, Colin? Big, big boss. Big boss. 
Big Boss yeah. Man, I think. Big, mm. big boss, boss Man. Yeah. Big Boss comes with like a weasel, but he was huge. Yeah. Like he was, he was probably, you know, size, three like, inches wide, like, yeah, yeah Kingpin style. Um, the, the original ones, sorry to, to jump in, the original ones were, were six or seven inches. They, they varied in size. They were, they were like visionaries in that yep. scale. Those are going to be four inches. So if you're a, a G.I. Joe 25th anniversary scale person, they're going to fit right in. Beautiful. Yep. Beautiful. The price point is probably going to be about 30 US. Um, they're probably in scale with um, Zika's uh, sectors. Nice. Mm. Okay. And I think also doing at the smaller scale rather than going to the six inch, which I'm sure would have been tempting, lower price point, but it also gives them the ability to do the vehicles. Because as you said, Trent, vehicles are uh, almost as an iconic part of this line in, in some places. So, yeah, uh, pretty exciting. I mean, so just to clarify, this is two separate companies. You've got yeah, partnered up. Chicken fried toys and Fresh Monkey. So Fresh Monkey Fiction, I'm guessing, uh, what they do comic books? Or are they doing writing the lore, or what's, or is that just like another Fre- toy Fresh company? Fresh Monkey Fiction is a toy company. They're right. a niche toy company, but right. they have done toys. I'm not familiar. I haven't heard a lot about the chicken fried toys. No, neither have um, I. I was going to say the same thing. I've heard of Fresh Monkey Fiction. I have not heard of chicken fried. You know, C F T. No, that doesn't. Yeah. I'm sure Dave. Sure, Davey knows all Rolls about. Rolls so. <laughs> Yeah. Fresh Fresh Monkey did uh, an early release last year of uh, like one and a half inch uh, non articulate statued uh, cops figures. That's I think right. That a, yes. Okay. Run. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the other the other thing, uh, Fresh Monkey has done a lot of. Um, retro inspired toys i think they're responsible for sort of the secret wars style um uh, uh independent owned characters like madman mm. um but they uh, they've been around for a while they do good work um so uh cool. the license is in good hands good 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 speaking of a license is in good hands uh necker continue to pump out the, the uh, ninja turtles now i think we spoke to this previously where they teased it we finally got the full reveal of their NECA's version of the Ninja Turtles as they appear in that horrific third movie that no one really likes, but the figures look damn cool. Um, we get the four brothers in their samurai gear. They come with all the accessories or the uh, alternate, the face plates as well, the time scepter in the various incarnations of it. Uh, and they go at length in some of the photos to, to highlight the fact that the heads are interchangeable with you know, the Secret of the Ooze figures or that original run of movie figures. So you could, if you wanted to, give them different expressions um, from some of the other turtles you have. Look, I I go backwards and forwards on this because the actual outfits on them are really quite nice. And you can see in these photos, there's some good cloth uh, details as well. Even the bandanas look to be much longer. Um, and I think cloth, looking at the pictures, is a little hard to tell. They look really nice. I just can't get past how terrible the movie is to to warrant, you know, shelf space, shelf yeah. space, and and trying to trying to hunt down a set. I mean, this is a it's it's an SDCC exclusive, so that automatically makes it a little bit tougher. Not impossible, but um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm 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 on the fence about this. Where 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 are you at, Trent? I look. I love this set. I I, I don't. I don't like the movie, haven't seen the movie, probably can't comment on the full movie. But <laughs> interestingly, they come with another set almost of like movie one or movie two accurate heads where they're all really grimacing, mm. um, which is which is a really interesting inclusion because they 
when when I queried whether they would be able to replicate the jankiness of the movie <laughs> Three Heads, they've nailed it. I yeah. mean, they they you can see the the fact that Jim Henson wasn't making these puppets this time around mm-hmm. in the sculpts of what Necker have done, which is amazing. Like it's amazing how well they've nailed the likenesses. Um, but look, I've got the out of their shells tour figures. And if I've got them, I can't <laughs> let these go because they're the, they're the yeah. worst. Like that is the absolute bottom of the barrel turtles you're ever going to see on the shelf. But my logic is, if I've got them in my collection, I need these guys. Oh, he's in. He's in. And uh, speaking of more turtles, we might want to get. We've had uh, various reports, uh, not just here in Australia, but in other places around the world, that the uh, product for the new Mutant Mayhem film, which comes out very, very soon um, has been available on shelves, yet I know Fresh and a few others in our Patreon were reporting it was literally on their shelf at the local Kmart or whatever it was, and they go to scan it through the thing and it goes, burp, burp, nah, not available to buy until 22nd of June or, or whatever it is. So I, I question the logic, and Ben, as someone who works in retail, maybe you can explain, but these things are out on the shelves. They literally have a sticker price and everything. People are going to the register to pay for it, and it just the barcode says it, no. It to me, it's moronic. To me, the uh, store manager or the uh, guidance of the store should not even allow these figures or toys to leave the storeroom. Mm. There usually is a red or yellow tape to say, uh, "Do not put this product out before this, you know, street date yep. and things like that." The fact that it's uh, broken that street date and that it's not scanning in the system and things—it's just poor and bad communication. Mm from uh, the businesses that are trying to um, sell them and uh, therefore it's just angering customers and I'm sure s- people are, you know, screwing around the system and getting them out of the store mm. some way, shape or form. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, if, um, you know, good on them for putting a street date on on these things if they're doing a bit of a worldwide, uh, you know, release of them by, you know, say uh, advertising or whatever. Um, but uh, interesting to see that, you know, um, on a flip side, that how much we're actually getting, you know, to everything that you know, old mate fresh uh, shouted out, it mm. seems like is hitting um, all our retail stores in a big way, mm. and uh, before long uh, we're going to be saturated in a good way with these uh, figures. And I'm, um, you know, whilst I probably won't collect them myself, I'm genuinely excited to see them mm. in stores, and uh, it just gets me hyped for the movie. Yep. So that's yeah, that's the, be good. the idea. Mm. I just want to point out something I've just noticed on our roadcaster here. Yes. The dials across the top here for our microphone. Yes. The turtle coordinated colors. Yes. Why? Because <laughs> there's four of us and there's four colors. What else was I going to do? So who's what though? You can't have the invisible woman on there. You can't have the thing. And then what? What color is Mister Fantastic? Yeah, the thing you know? and Johnny Storm are both and then, orange. And then like. red. And then you've got red for um, you know, what's his name? The uh, fire guy. So Johnny Storm. Johnny in his Storm. Fame, yeah. Yeah. Iteration. Yeah. There you go. There you go. That's been like that since day one. And you've just really you sharp. He's in the, he's in the hot seat. I don't get to drive very often, but I'm just looking at this going. No, I don't like it. That's not okay. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> All right. All right, let's get back to a bit of news here. Mondo have dropped some huge news in the last 24. And what a beast, boys. What, what a, a beast. beast. What a, yep. 
Massive. This is what is this a picture? Is this meant to be a tease? Is this the only shot we've seen? Yeah, of it? there's only been little grainy photos. The same photos are going around the internet. Even mm. um, Emilio uh, Stantinacilio uh, used these photos as well. So it's right. someone behind the scenes at Mondo getting ready for the display, mm. getting ready for the wider public to see. And this same photo is circling around the internet. So what we're looking at here is Beastman, uh, the timed exclusive. He-Man in his Thunder Punch outfit and as well the She-Ra. And the the big thing is is the reveal of said Beast Man. He mm. is uh, finally revealed in the Mondo 1-6th scale, but he isn't in that 1-6th scale. He's more in that 1-4th. Yeah, 1-4th. He is easily, if the He-Man and Skeletor are roughly 12 inches tall, which is the standard, you know, lineup, Beast Man is pushing 20 inches tall. Like he is massive. freaking oh, huge. huge. Based on these photos, the top of He-Man's head probably comes up to, you know, the... His nipples. <laughs> yeah. He's nipples. I was going to say the amulet he wears, but sure, that'll let's go with nipples. Um, <laughs> yeah, he is, he is head and shoulders above He-Man, which is, is stunning in a, in a line that, you know, made its butter and bread of all the characters being the same size, it's wonderful to see them going, no, no, he's the beast, man. He should be big. He should be huge. I'm sure it's going to come with a huge price tag, but look at that thing. And it's only, as you said, a bit of a not a great photo. Some of some of, There's another shot where you see the full thing and it's a little bit low res, but he just looks wonderful. They've done that that Mondo touch where they it's the recognisable features of Beastman with his blue eye paint. He's got the blue amulet in the middle. He's got his spiked you know, gauntlets and stuff, um, but it's, they've put their own little touches of flair on it. looks like he's got, you know, a much more ornate belt. He's got some little bones of his recent kills hanging off of it. It looks wonderful. Predator, watch out. You know, he's <laughs> out for collecting skulls and things, some trophies. Mm. Um, yeah, he's amazing. But that's not all. That is not all. I thought that was it. No, no we, we can move I, on. I, I, <laughs> Straight after that reveal, we've got an official reveal of the timed release Mondo 1-6 scale Skeletor, right? For $250, you can get a replica of the Mondo Skeletor just like we got the timed release of He-Man. And Mm. we we look back and remember, aside from the Q&R issues Mm, of um, He-Man, hopefully that's not reflected in this one, but He-Man was the interchangeable three versions of He-Man. You got regular He-Man, Thunder Punch and uh, uh, Battle Armor. And this one is exactly the same uh, for the yin versus the yang. We have Skeletor in his regular form and he is dialed up to 11. He has a a color heads and everything. He's got um, scepters. He's got the axe with the filmation um, ruby, you know, crystal on Mm -hmm. top and things. Mm -hmm. Amazing. But he comes with the battle armor, right? Mm -hmm. So that's also magnetic uh, sized and everything. That's awesome. But that is not all. Number three, (laughs) the cherry, uh, you know, Persistence is the dragon blaster skeleton <sighs> option, yeah. right? And just in the couple of you know episodes ago, I yelled out when we did our retrospective on the masters yeah. that there hasn't been a um, dragon that can come off and sort of stand on its own. You know, mm. it's always sort of attached to the backpack and things. This one almost looks like it can. It almost looks like yeah. it's got a few bits of articulation inside it. Not perfect, but still standable, you know, standable on its own. And uh, this Dragon Blaster, you know, Skeletor version comes with, uh, you know, a flame of gas uh, yeah, effect from and the dragon, things yeah. from the dragon itself. Comes with all the 
aspects, the padlock, the chain, everything. Um, but if that's not all, you <laughs> you can go in for the exclusive. You can get the Terra Claws version of the claws themselves, just like they were in the mini comics. So they're sort of a little bit dialed down, a little bit thinner and things. And then he comes with alternate heads, like a no cape, a no hooded head mm-hmm. of uh, mm-hmm. the face, very filmation yellow looking, and then a real realistic looking bone colored, uh, mm. you know, skull head as well. Uh, it comes with three sets of hands, um, a removable hood, uh, you know, his scepter piece, um, and uh, a sword. It's just the, wi- the wired cape as well. Yeah, yeah, like, that's right. Mm. Wired cape to, um, you know, really flare out those uh, details. He is amazing. You've got some fantastic photography uh, to advertise this character with. Um, Two hundred and sixty dollars. So he's not, you know, a uh, you know a cheap, cheap price point. Yeah. But considering what you can get, and if you can go in and get the exclusive version, you get um, you know two or three figures worth of. Uh, toy in one so when you say timed exclusive that's not one of these you have to be online at the right time i think, I think you've, you've got, got a be, window of a i think you've got something? a window of like 24 hours or 48 hours oh, to wow. go in yeah. and uh place your order and put your but you know there's not like limited numbers no, i don't think it, no i think no it's, need to order you okay. you go in you put your name down for um in that window of time sure. and you're definitely going to get one right it will not sell out between those that you know time frame mm-hmm. But if you miss that time frame, of that's course. it. You yeah, are yeah. gone. So, Trent, you I got anything to say? Anything about this? Uh, these are. If I think I've said it before, but if Mondo had started these designs, I would have been all in on this line. That this is just uh, absolutely hot mouthful. toys quality. Mm. Hot toys quality. Yep. And what I would like to say is the figure, Claws Skeletor. Yes. And in the mini comic, it, it's like. Back scratch a Skeletor, so just <laughs> dialed down just to get to the to the little itch on the back there. But no, it's really it was really cool to see those additional exclusive clawed hands because it's not Heraclaw's Skeletor per se; it doesn't have that armor. But what a nice touch just to give him those mini comic hands. They can always do a, a true Heraclaw's down the line, just like they can do um, the uh, flying fists. Yeah, flying yep. fists. Yeah. Yep. Hundred percent agree. I've I've got to say, and I'll put a caveat on this. Based on the price, I'm gonna get Beast Man. Nice. I've, I've got Skeletor. I've got yeah. Merman. I've got to round it out the with a, with a trio yeah. of villains. That as long as he's not going to be eight hundred bucks Australian, I'm getting him. Don't buy it from Zing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, and uh, now a word from our new sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. All right, let's move on to our next topic. The Vintage Toy Awards. I really need to change that. I hate hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like uh, such we, a douche. <laughs> we, we certainly can do a new intro to this segment, but so excited to talk Autobots. So this is, again, Vintage Toy Line Awards we're going to touch on a few different categories and pick our favourites around the room. G1, is that the ring fence? So where yep. do we go up yep. to? Do we go up to 1990? Yeah, so you're including your your pretenders, your micromasters, all that sort of uh, late run G1 stuff. I think if anyone is so bold, we've even opened it up to the 
victory stuff. So any of the the stuff that is traditionally headmasters, sort of, yeah, headmasters, the, the stuff that's even Japanese only. It's still technically G one is considered the the end of victory. But um, yeah, so quite a quite a lot to choose from when you're thinking. You know, and we're only limiting it to Autobots in G one. That's still quite a lot to uh, to choose from. I believe we made old mate Collins sweat a little bit with some of our categories and what he had to choose from. How, how did you go? Give us an overview without revealing names just yet, Colin. How did you, how did you find the process? Uh, it was hard. There's a lot of uh, angry children. Looking at me right <laughs> now. Um, I, um, I brought up the old in-package um, catalogs um, so I could look at, you know, here's what yep. came out in 1845. Yep. That was that was how I, I I did it, and then uh, and then went from there. So there's there's a few that are just obvious, and there's some other ones that are a little out of that, that yeah. field. So I, yeah, I I had a lot of trouble with this. Like mm. at masters, I could almost do with my eyes shut, and I just wanted to clarify by looking at my collection. This one, I grabbed my identification guide. I've got about two or three different versions that mm. go through just about the whole G one line, and I started picking them through that. But then the lines so long and yeah. big it it was like back and forth pages all the time so i gave up on that and then i just sat in front of my collection and i picked them from there but yep. it was very yeah it was really hard uh and then i i kept changing you know my answers to mm. suit different subcategories so um this one uh, yeah what i'm trying to say is it was a lot harder than masters so yeah yep, but agree. still a lot of fun i'm really keen to hear what people's answers are tonight so cool all Should right. we kick off our first category then, lads? Let's do it. Leader class. Let's go around the room. Let's start with our guest, uh, Colin. What was your pick for leader class? Um, so I had to give it to Ultra Magnus. Um, I'm a big fan of what they did with the original Prime uh, 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 cab, uh, building workable armor around it. The colors are so good. Uh, I'm a big fan of that mold. I'm a big fan of the original um, uh, Takara uh, Diaclone colors, where mm-hmm. he's a powered convoy. But yep. but yeah, rockets, guns. Uh, he's he's just perfect. Awesome, good call, fantastic. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go two for two here because Ultra Magnus was my pick. Uh, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. I've spoken about my love of Ultra Magnus. I've still got mine. Uh, as a kid, I think I'm one shoulder rocket short. But other than that, he is complete. Um, and look, in, interestingly, I remember thinking about it in my head canon because of that white cab, he was always related to Optimus in, in my mind. And that was, I think, touched on, and Colin, correct me if I'm wrong, but there was a comic run where they pretty much said as much that the two are... Dreamwave. Was it Dreamwave? Dreamwave? Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Ultra Magnus for mine. Yeah. I'm going someone different. I'm going to call out my boy Fortress Maximus. Whoa. All right. Uh, obviously, I did not ever even know that a toy existed of this uh, back in the days of collecting and things, but, uh, you know, thankful to the Encore collection mm. and things from the uh, Japan uh, run, I was able to secure a Encore version and uh, it came with the big saber weapon, the big sword, and he is phenomenal just in sheer scale and uh, heft and transform 
transformation abilities. Mm. He's not just a headmaster. He's a triple headmaster. Headmaster and a headmaster yeah. and a head, headception? Yeah, something <laughs> like that. He comes with more guns than, you know, any other Transformer, I think, combined. Uh, he is just absolutely phenomenal. He was so good. He was remade uh, into the uh, Brave, um, Brave series. Brave Maximus yeah. was part of the R.I.D. series, yeah. I believe. Yeah, with yeah different colour scheme, basically. Yeah. So that, uh, yeah, just f- freaking phenomenal. Mm. So um, that's what, who gets my vote tonight. Great call. Scotty? I chose, controversially, Rodimus Prime. And before I get hate mail and backlash, it's nothing to do with the 86 movie and Hot Rod (laughs) killing Optimus Prime. To me, it's a wonderful looking toy. It's Mm. the use of colours, the chrome on those pipes. It's very eye-catching. It it pops for me. That's what I like about that particular figure. The use of colours, the orange, the reds, the purples, it's great. It's the the future of Sandman vehicles. (laughs) Yes, it is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's an Australian car yeah. reference. Yeah. <laughs> and Trent, how'd you go? Well, I, I thought I was going to be fairly vanilla and generic with my answer, but no one said him. I, I did go Optimus Prime, yeah. um, the, the, the classic. Uh, what I love about Optimus, obviously the cab is iconic and beautiful, and, and that was the trick with him and Ultra Magnus. I love the way Ultra Magnus armors up, but I do love the trailer as well because it is in realistic mode you can put cars in the back but you can also pull out the little mini vehicle Roller. and, mm, and yep. the, yeah like all the little intricacies of that i i would stare at that sculpt for hours just the sculpting inside and the little arm and the cab that can move around and the way i've got um mine set up is sort of opened up and you know, like he's being worked on and, mm. and that. Repair and base, that's yeah. Yep. yeah. Fantastic. So yep. got to love him. Got to love that. 100%. Main man. Until, uh, until our boy Scotty, he wiped him out with uh, <laughs> bad moves. <laughs> oh, it's always going to happen. Uh, what are we going to do next? Okay, so this is our favourite uh, second-tier character. So any other character that is not uh, one of the uh, part of the leadership circle, um, Colin, we might start with you again, mate. Your favorite second tier Autobot G1 character. So I'm I'm actually going to go with I'm basing this on the toy as opposed to my personal feelings about a character. Um, but I'm gonna go with Nightbeat. Oh, um, yes. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I like those um those junior headmasters. I think the colors are amazing on him. In fact, he was in the runner-up for best colors. Yeah. Um yeah. But uh, he's he's a pretty simple transformation. Looks really cool on the shelf. Uh, yeah, got to go with him. He had some really cool stories in the comic books as well, mm. some uh, fleshing his uh, character arc out and stuff, yeah. Yeah, Simon Furman was very good at taking a bunch of characters that really that never showed up in the cartoon because they were too late, uh, never really had any reason to be as good as they were and, and turned them in. I mean, he's basically the the dark night of the uh, Transformers universe. Yeah, agreed. Mm. Um, it should be pretty obvious for me. Anyone who's listened to our back catalogue probably know what I'm about to say. Uh, my boy Powerglide. Uh, I won't tell the whole origin story behind that again because you've probably all heard it by now. Um, but he is the only unofficial uh, masterpiece, if you will, that I own. I've got a third-party uh, version of him that scales. He's sort of half the height of your, your MP cars type thing. So in that he, he scales uh, quite nicely. Um, I've got 
a couple of versions of him. Our good friend Chris Wisdom was good enough to uh, to send one over, so I can have him in both modes. It's just it's just something about a little red plane that has giant cream mittens under his wings that <laughs> I, I guess are rockets. But you know, uh, taking it into the cartoon a bit, he's he's the only transformer with a heart, really. If you remember that episode of the of the show. Um, yeah, I just, uh, you know, he's got that sort of pointy head where he's got a full faceplate. Outside of Optimus, there's only a handful of other ones that I can think of that have uh, a full faceplate um, over their, their face. So, yeah, I uh, just Power Glide is, is my little guy. Cool. Good call. For me, it's going to be Jazz, and uh, mm. I believe that was Darren's. Uh, yes. Yeah, Darren's yep. uh, call out. The the toy is phenomenal in a in a class of lots of Datsuns and lots of Lamborghinis and things. Uh, you know, a Porsche is something that you can see, you know, everywhere around the roads and things. Mm. It was a, a elite class vehicle, but also not impossible to see driving around on the roads and things i love that you know curvature and things Mm. it was an awesome you know everyday character in the cartoon and in the comics and everything uh and just a transformation of him both in robot form and vehicle mode i think is phenomenal cool color scheme he's got Mm. but he's got those racing stickers and things so you know he goes uh that bit much bit harder and um you know he was like third tier to you know, in the original series to uh, Optimus. So yeah, he was sort of pretty charge, pretty it? high up there in rank. Mm. So, um, yeah, awesome figure. Good call out. Jazz was my backup for this category, but ultimately I chose Jetfire. Nice. Um, for me, Jetfire is all about that Robotech link yep. to the yep. Transformers, that he's a Matt Cross fighter through and through. Um, and looking at, Frank shelves here. That's the figure that my eyes are instantly yeah, drawn yeah, to. Yeah. That Matt Cross fighter. I think he looks amazing, and he, he's got a lot to do with sort of that whole beginning mm-hmm. of of the Takara um, Hasbro Transformers relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, Mr. Trent, yes, uh, such a hard choice, <laughs> and um, I had to give a bit of nostalgia to this one. Um, sorry, Cup just missed out on this this one, <laughs> bad boy. I'm giving this to Snow. Who Ooh, I nice. had as a kid, yep. one of the Dinobots, one of the lesser-known Dinobots, um, but still, just the fact you could have a dinosaur as a transformer yeah. was awesome. But it wasn't just a regular dinosaur; it wasn't sort of like your Beast Wars style. It was a really robotic, cybernetic style of dinosaur, and I just loved with his head. His head basically splits in two in the transformation, and it's this clear, translucent plastic, and mm. I think that is just beautiful. He's got a lot of the chrome spikes, and in robot mode he's a beast he's, he's all so chest, chunky isn't he? yeah yeah oh he, he's got could, the, could... one of the coolest guns as well in robot form i think uh yeah it, it is super cool we also had a, a a missile launching gun as well it came with three missiles you push the little trigger and it would launch but his gun yeah his, his black gun is very cool also came with the sword but yeah he he also had this um bit on his chest that he was a lot of die cast metal that would open down, and I always thought that was sort of where you store the energon cubes. Yeah. So yep. shout out to one of the the lesser known Dinobots in, in Snow. And that that is obviously the Stegosaurus for those that are a bit unsure of which Dinobot we're talking about. So yeah. Mm. Next category, Mister Ben. Okay, next category up on the uh, Autobots one, we have best use of color. Best use of color. So we might start off with you, Colin. What's the best use of color for the Autobots that you chose? 
I'm going to go with my boy, uh, Smokescreen. Nice. My favorite character. Yeah, good yeah. choice. Um, yeah. I, I love, I love a character who will gamble away his friends for, <laughs> for fun, um, in an episode. And I mean, I love that mold. Uh, we, we see it in, in, in Prowl. We see it in uh, Blue Streak, but just the red and the white, uh, with the 38 on the side. Um, I was out last weekend, um, uh, very early in the morning and I'm, you know, in Nepean, which is a suburb of Ottawa. And I look over and there is a four door, uh, Hyundai, uh, uh, car beside me. And it's, it's red and blue. And I'm like that, that's a weird color scheme for a car like that. I don't see a 38 on there. <laughs> and then he, he gets in front of me and there's a matrix right on top of the um of the key lock for the for the glove compartment i'm like well there's another fan in the city <laughs> nice. yeah. just follow him home and just go we need we need to be friends now yeah i really wish i had had a working camera at that moment but uh <laughs> not to be but uh but yeah definitely smoke screen uh great transformation too great gun yeah uh slightly slightly different from the prowl but a uh, little little fragile because of the way the the feet are but but looks like he does on the show um, bit of articulation in the elbows and the arms, so yeah, totally him. Mm. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in the realm of uh, the, the mini bots here, and I'm going for my boy uh, Cosmos. Um, yes. Looking, trying to look at all the you try and look at the Autobots holistically. There's a lot of blues, a lot of red. There's a lot of whites and and grays. Not too many of them feature green. Now Hound, uh, Springer. Um, and then you get into like hardhead for some of the, the the later run stuff, but in that early stuff, Cosmos stands out as just this little green UFO. Now, don't get me wrong; it kind of goes against the whole robots in disguise thing. Um, but you've got this little green UFO. He's got a bright red head. Um, I have. He's probably one of the few minibots I haven't got just yet to sort of round uh, out that right. collection. Yep. yep. Um, but yeah, it's 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 so bonkers that it just. It makes makes for a cool figure that stands out. Mm. Well, Colin, you and me, Snap, uh, I had uh, smoke screen as well. <laughs> uh, I think he's just so cool. You know, we, we talked about Datsuns and things. There's quite a few of them. But uh, smoke screen's got a body kit on him, you know, if you look closely. And he's just uh, so much cooler, uh, again, with those racing colours and things, uh, the yellow sort of horns on his head and stuff like that. Um, yeah, he's a really, really cool uh, character and uh, colour scheme in general so good call it was almost uh three for three for for smoke screen Ooh. however my wife's influence of colors has swayed me towards cup and the reference here she is a massive fan of tiffany and the tiffany blue and okay. cup is he has that if you if we look up on the shelf there mm. that back half of his body and that sort of that that center part of his yep. waist there that's tiffany blue right and straight away when i'm looking at the the, the pictures deciding what i'm going to nominate for this category jump straight off the off the shelf uh straight yep. off the page for me mm. he is he's the eye popper in terms of colors for me okay. but smoke screen is in there. terms of aesthetically, yep. the mix of colours works really well also. Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Trent, over to you. Very good calls there, gentlemen. Love it, love it. Oh, I have to go with Hot Rod. Uh, big fan of his colour scheme. That you know, Who doesn't love flame decals? I mean, it was the <laughs> 80s. If you didn't have flames on your car, you weren't trying hard enough. Um, but that, that kind of that deep red 
he's got like a beautiful blue cockpit and and just like that yellow spoiler that really yeah. ridiculously large spoiler and then you've got bits of bits of silver and chrome to tie it all together um yeah unfortunately death of optimus prime is your fault mate but <laughs> still very cool colors not all heroes wear capes mate no, they just wear giant yellow spoilers, apparently. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, all right. Uh, next category there, Trent. You want to kick this one off? We're we're into the best sculpting category. Um, this is an absolutely fascinating category. I'm waiting to hear what people come up with for this one. Now, one that's always stuck out in my mind as being ever since I was a kid as being one of the craziest sculpts and craziest transformation is Skylinks. Yes, right? good Which call. is yep, just, yep. just the way you've gone from like a space shuttle to a dinosaur <laughs> and you've got jaw articulation in the head and everything. It is just incredible, the character that's in Skylinks and um, how he can look monstrous but also just like a, a space shuttle at the same time. So yeah, he gets my shout out. Yeah. Whoever, that, that mastery off. No. There's, there's a great story about Skylinks because uh, he's actually not Takara or he wasn't. He was a company called Toy Box. Same as Omega uh, Supreme? Was, yeah, did yep. Omega Supreme as yep. well. And when, when, they, when Takara did the Encore, they did an Encore Omega Supreme and they did an Encore Skylinks. What happened was, Takara merged with Tommy. Toy Box had been absorbed by Tommy earlier. So now it was part of the Takara family. Somebody found the molds in the basement on the, <laughs> on the verge of being unusable and was able to run these things out. So you got, um, for the first time in Japan, you got a, a, an Omega Supreme, but it might also be their first time with Skylinks. But wow. But, just amazing. And and with that Encore, because I've got the Encore uh, Omega Supreme, that was I justified buying that because I knew the electronics worked. Mm. I knew I'm going to get all those devastating yellow clips that are <laughs> always missing in, in um, you know, the versions. Mm. So I bought that one. And the cool thing and is he comes is, with the, the faceplate. I think, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, because right? like, he's got a clear Perspex um, faceplate mm. and there's actually a face behind that instead of just a blank canvas. So uh, I, I, I think personally I've got a superior version because, you know, of those attributes. Uh, but, you know, there's nothing beats a genuine G1 version uh, complete. But, yeah, still, uh, that was my justification for buying a reissue um, Omega. So, mm. anyway, Colin, what was your call out for the best sculpting? So I have a, I have a, tie, a tie here. Um, they're really outside the box. I'm a big fan of Pretender Bumblebee. Nice. Um, okay. I, yep. The idea of taking a a G1 character throwing it in a really nice looking shell is great. That bumblebee is, is really good in and of itself. It looks like what I envisioned the VW would look like um, uh, as a, as a toy, but the, the, the robot is pretty good. He's got a little pistol. So, yep. so yeah, that, one. and I had it as a, I had it as a teenager. So he, he, he looked amazing. The other one is I'm going to go mini bots. Um, I really like Outback. Nice. I thought that taking brawn and updating the mold with new hands and a really well-defined face and a little little cannon Done. on the back. Yeah. Mm. Um, when I when I was in had the pleasure of being in Australia in 2013, 
uh, I brought that my outback <laughs> along with me and yeah. pictures of him all over the place. So. Yeah. And one of the very few uh, mini bots that comes with actually an accessory mm. uh, with yeah. the gun. So, yeah, good call. Love it. Right. Um, I str- this is you spoke earlier, Ben, about how hard some of this was. This is the one I struggled with because you talk sculpting in my mind that sort of is extraneously linked to articulation. And let's be honest, as much as we love G1, articulation is not its strong suit. Um, so to me, I, I was trying to look at, well, which are the ones that aren't just standing bolt upright and, you know, in this, this sort of stoic pose. I ended up landing on, and this is, I guess you could call it a five-way tie, any of the Dinobots. Right. And when you think about it, that you've got a lot of cars, you've got a lot of planes and, and all these sort of really hard-angled stuff. The fact that they can pull off these organic shapes while still looking like robots is is quite stunning. I, I couldn't really pick, look if I had to pick one. I'd probably go Sludge. He's the one I had as a kid. And you think of it, he's got that lovely sort of curved neck over the back. You know, he's got a lot of a lot of rounded edges, whereas every almost everything else in the line is all is all hard edges. So yeah, yeah and that these were you know they're not exactly Dino Riders level of of detail in the dinosaur, but you know what you're looking at straight away. As so. as many guns though, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. They have got the missile launchers, yeah. they got the yeah. sabers, they're ready to go. So yeah, I can't can't split them because they're all you know wonderfully molded in their own way. But yeah, mm. I go for the Dinobots. Fantastic. Well, I'm so glad you've said that because you've opened up the gates, the floodgates to <laughs> for me to vote for a five. Um, you know, <laughs> combined army. I'm voting for Defensor, oh, the uh, well the um, the combiner of the Protector bots. So that's obviously, uh, you know, a, a made up from a uh, what do you call it? A blue fire truck, a police, um, yep. yeah, a police uh, motorbike, an ambulance. Um, a police car and, and of course, the, you know, a medical helicopter. Yeah. I think that he is, uh, aside from Computron, I think he is the best uh, Autobots combiner because he is really wide. He's got mm. a really big shoulder, um, you know, he's really solid looking. He's very intelligent. He comes with a really cool head that actually att- attaches to um, Hotspot. It's mm. not a an additional uh, bit. Um, he's just a really cool color scheme as well. All the the five combined, uh, you know, form a nice, you know, pleasing yep. um, aesthetically. You know, looks. yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was my call, and uh, they just they fit together. You see what the characters are in each pose. You know, sometimes they get a bit uh, mixed up in uh, combined mode. You mm. lose, you know, a character or two. Uh, but these ones, you can really easily define who's who and uh, what they what you know, area they serve on the um, combined form. So Defensor is my best sculpting boat. Great call. I'm going to do a pivot on the spot here because in my overworked <laughs> delirium, I've um, accidentally picked Astro Train. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the theory Whoops. here is that he's a triple changer. Yeah. Okay. So for me who works in construction, the the fundamentals of engineering and sculpting that goes into a figure that can – be interpreted three different ways and he looks like a locomotive he looks like a uh, a space shuttle right, yep. and he looks like a robot mm-hmm. and to me that's sculpting genius that's engineering genius to pull that off mm-hmm. uh, so whatever autobot equivalent to <laughs> astro train is and i'm sure someone will shout <laughs> one there's out ex- to me. at uh, least two of them there's sandstorm sandstorm springer is the, Springer's other, one. the other one springer's um, the movie one he's very 
Broad, broadside. No, no, no one votes for broadside. Wow. <laughs> he's, the, he's the only gunship. He's nah, the only he's he's a very small, character. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's the only three I can think of. Yeah. And then mm. you've got the the big seven changer one oh, that you've quick, got. Quick switch, the yeah. six changer or whatever. Six, is it? Yeah. Yeah. He was easily not on my list for best sculpting. <laughs> he's not winning any best sculpting. I, I love him because he's, he's what it's one of those these really wacky characters. I've had him as a kid. He's still got both his guns. He's in beautiful nick. And but like a lot of those six changer things, there's maybe half of the modes are, are any good, and the other half you go, yeah, you just kind of got to squint to really make out what they were what they were going for there. But yes, good uh, good call out. Um, all right, where are we up to? Uh, best accessories. Now, this is a bit of an interesting one. Uh, did we? Did anyone before we start go down the path of your 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 parts formers or the ones that are almost all accessories? No, no. What define one? Name and character. Well, that... Omega Supreme is a, is a great oh, example. Right. He's a yes. parts former, yes. sort Fair of enough. through and through. Yeah, um, that's right. I was just just curious. All right, so I, I've got a bit of a you know a, a cheeky a bit of a twist answer. on it. <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah. All right, well, I'll kick this one off. Um, I went for uh, he's already been shouted out tonight. Actually, I went for our boy Rodimus Prime because uh, sorry to disagree with you, Trent, but uh, Rodimus Prime's trailer actually has some function to it. Um, I've I've always I've never really considered Optimus's trailer other than for storage of of you know cars and stuff. The, the features in it just seem to be a little bit lax, particularly when sitting next to Rodimus Prime. It's literally a battle station. It's got that massive cannon that comes out. He's got the blast shields, which would actually, you know, actually protect you in a battlefield. The whole thing is on wheels. So he can literally get around. He's he's already a tall robot anyway. Then he's on top of a rolling platform with his just massive gun. Like it just seems so practical in, uh, in, in a fight situation. So, yeah, I went with... Uh, Rodimus Prime. Frank likes Rodimus Prime. <laughs> I, yeah, I do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Go for it, Colin. What did you have? Um, I, I said uh, pretender shells in general, specifically the Metal Hawk pretender shell. Ooh, yes. Uh, yep. you know, that, yeah. that was a, a holy grail for, for me for, for many, many years, um, but he just looks amazing. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a great innovation that I, I think that, uh, you know, Hasbro has tried in, you know, uh, legacy to, to, to find a way to have a functional pretender, but they really just need to go back to having, here's a robot, here's a shell. The shell may not be all that articulate, but we're going to jam them together and put it out at retail. Mm. Yeah, great call. Yep. Great call. Okay, um, segueing from what you said earlier, you, you called out Nightbeat. I'm going to pull on my hard nostalgia uh, cord and call out Siren as one of my, um, you know, favourite accessories. And I'm using a bit of a, you know, leeway with the fact that he's a headmaster. So you've got the headmaster factor. Um, there's Because he's a headmaster, he actually comes with a helmet piece mm-hmm. that, you know, covers his head to hide the fact that he's, you know, just folded in half. So that then becomes the seat for his um, in, in car mode. Oh, really? Right? So he's, he's got his that. own little chair. <laughs> um, there's oh, Because it's a chair in uh, robot form, He's uh, got, you know, two little um, sort of horns that are, are then uh, form into guns that sit on the bonnet of the uh, car. In mm. it's, a, it's a police vehicle. Yep. So um, it, I, police vehicle or fire? It's fire, I thought, because he's red. Yeah, fire, mm. red mm. and grey. Yep. So it's a fire, um, you know, vehicle. 
first response or something. And then his regular gun uh, sits on top above the siren. So yep. that, that sits right in the middle. So he's quite, you know, armed up in car mode and in robot form. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know how, but it's the, I, uh, of my G1 toys, um, somehow the gun fell in the Lego box and I was able to rescue that years later. I don't know where Siren went, but, you know, I've got this gun for, for Siren. So when I bought Siren again, you know, from mm. um, uh, wherever, eBay or somewhere, and he's now holds two guns, one from my original childhood <laughs> one and he's with. got one that uh, he came with. So he's got two guns and I just think he's amazing. You fold down his chest and he's got the, the stats to set, stats, tell, yeah. tell you how, you know, things. All those little combinations and uh, again, heavily drawing on my nostalgic because mm. I ha- played the hell out of that with that figure as a kid. Um, you know, he he just is, you know, put on that pedestal of favorite, you yeah. know, thing to play with, favorite accessories, you name it. He had to come in as one of these category answers nice. for me. So yeah. Gotta say, Ben, I, I would have thought you would have chosen one of the cassettes, like a Ravage or a Rumble or someone yeah, like they're that. All, but they're yeah. all Decepticons. Yeah. No, no, yeah, but you've got But they fit um, side blaster, don't they? Yeah. You've got uh <laughs> Steel Jaw. No, Ram- still, 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 Jaw and Ramhorn. Yeah, yep. Ramhorn. Uh, they the, and then um, rewind and eject yep. other cassettes. Anyway, so. uh, <laughs> outside of the box, I have picked the G One collector case, circa eighty five. Oh wow! wow. With yes, the uh, beautiful yes. artwork on it, one hundred percent, and sort of the different size tray inserts for your various size figures that would go. And yeah, hundred percent, the artwork on mm. the front cover of that. Yep. Immaculate. Yeah. Just looking over your shoulder, you've also got the Macca's toys for uh, wait, uh, the second uh, opinion. <laughs> <laughs> You're cheating answers. Yeah. <laughs> Trent, what did you have? All righty. I went into the Action Master Territory, one Ooh. of my favorite sublines of G1, Skyfall. Okay. So Skyfall, um, he's the weapons engineer. He comes with a weapon, which is a cloud burster cannon. This orange and purple color scheme. It's a rhino. Transforms isn't it? into a rhino. Yeah, yeah nice. So what, what was so cool about the action masters essentially that some would come with these little buddy characters. Yep. And in this case, Skyfall came with essentially like a, a rhino, but it would convert into a, basically a mm-hmm. cannon. Yep. And you could take his arm pistol or hand pistol and attach it to this cannon and make this mega, mega gun, which um, is just so, so cool. So, I just think I just think the action masters have the the ultimate accessory. Yeah, <laughs> transforming cool. weapons that can be a little buddy and a and a massive cannon. And that that's one you've reacquired, have you recently? I have. Or? Yes. Nice. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I reacquired a lot of um, uh, action masters. Absolutely mint, immaculate condition, and I was blown away playing around with these little transforming yeah. accessories. Um, so so. Because cool. some of them are spring had... loaded, aren't they? Spring loaded. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. basically. Click it and it flicks yeah. out. Yeah. Um, only ever had Bumblebee as a as a child. Ben, you have my childhood Bumblebee in your collection. No, it's but in- recently <laughs> got got a got a complete one with the helicopter. Oh, beautiful! Um, wow. And yep. just, I mean, the color scheme on the weapons are just yep. absolutely sensational. Nice. Mm, Skyfall was the only action master I ever had as a kid, so I can picture it exactly. He's had the. I always wondered if he wasn't repainted into a Decepticon because he had the high sort of like arches next to his head like a Seeker would. Um, yeah, very, very cool, cool character. I always I always thought he was basically Hasbro's attempt to do a Skyfire. 
Um, yeah, that's that fair. Like a cartoon accurate one. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm a big fan of that particular action master. Mm. Uh, okay, moving on. Best, uh, sorry, most fun toy. This oof. should be really interesting, yeah. I think. Most fun toys. Uh, Colin, we'll start off with you. Uh, I'm going to indulge with a tie. Um, uh, blaster. Um, nice, yes. I can't put Soundwave on this list, but yeah. definitely Blaster, the same comp, uh, uh, transformations. Very quick. A lot of fun to put together. Um, that was... Um, uh, my brother had a Blaster when, uh, when we were kids. Um, I was able to obtain mine at a flea market kid was selling it in like 1993 for a quarter wow. so I gave him a, a loony for it he was very happy <laughs> i was ecstatic uh, but yeah just really great uh you can kind of manipulate the chest so that um you can put tapes in there but not as well as with the uh, sound, as, as sound yeah. yeah yeah the other the other one is i gotta say the jump starters right like yeah. they they look good in robot mode they're fine in vehicle mode but you know pulling the back and watching them jump and See if they're going to land on their feet. Like that's that's still a lot of fun. Yeah, mm. yeah. And there's the little dial that you just can, you know, who knows yeah. if it does anything or not. But <laughs> it, uh, yeah, you can sort of change it to make sure it you always they always land on their feet. So yeah, yeah. really cool. Great engineering all around. Yeah. I went a little outside of the box here. I went. Uh, I think it's these are circa eighty eight or eighty nine. Even uh, the Spark Bots. Says before, you know, a bit like uh, Sir Rod from Motu, for those who don't recognize the word Sparkbots, it was Fizzle and Guzzle, I think it was. Fizzle was a blue Formula One car. Guzzle was like a sort of a beige tank. And essentially these were toys that had a flint sparking yep. feature in them and you would rev the car up and it would eventually, in the case of Fizzle, which is the blue race car that I had, would spark out the back and you could literally, you know, eat my dust Decepticons and just cover your other toys in a shower of sparks, <laughs> you know, perfectly legal and safe as far as the 1980s were concerned. Um, so, yeah, surprise. I've still got my childhood one. Surprise, surprise. The flint is long since worn out. Yep. Uh, still makes a bit of a whiny noise when you sort of attempt to, to use it, but those things were just so cool. I had one of the, I know he's a Decepticon, but I had one of the Firecons, I think they were called yeah. as well, and he's basically like a, a griffin on his belly, and the same thing, it would shoot sparks out of the mouth. It was a wonderful, wonderful play feature. Very cool, very cool. Uh, for me, I'm going to shout out Metroplex, and there's a Ooh. number of uh, reasons why Metroplex gets this one. Uh, I, I think in um, sort of playset, uh, you know, diorama mode, he, the mini bots fit in to him really well. Like they're sort yeah. of almost engineered to be perfectly um, suited to that uh, scale. But but in robot mode, you can go from regular Metroplex, with, which has a ton of weapons. You can take the guns out of his shoulders and take his kneecaps off. And then if you want to make him super Metroplex, put the um, the uh, aerial bots in those holes mm. and then sort of beef him out and make him super crazy, you know, like supreme. And I just – I never knew that as a kid, but finding that out, you know, through the G1 guides and things, it's like, my gosh, this guy is now, you know, more powerful than a combiner. Mm -hmm. You know, he is combiner – city you know combined with a combiner yeah, yeah i just and i just freaking think that's so cool i definitely think he looks best with the aerial bots on him like mm. these you know huge f1 jets hanging off his uh shoulders and knees it's just uh shows a 
bit of scale of how big this guy actually is mm. uh, in um, toy form. Yeah, sure. He's already been shouted out once tonight, but Defensor is my choice here. Any combiner is a great fun toy, value for money, five vehicles transforming to make one larger robot. You can't beat that for fun. No, mm. agreed. Well yep. said. Master or Trent. can you? Oh. <laughs> well, no, you, you can't. But I'm going to shout out. I'm going to shout it out Omega Supreme. Nice. I, I was in awe of this toy. I mean, it looks great in robot mode, particularly in kind of playset mode. He's a freaking train track, and yeah. you can put your little um, cart going around, and it spins for memory. The little turret, the, the head, the head head spins. Yeah. Yep. Head, but what I also really loved was the fact that there was this rocket ship, this futuristic rocket ship that would sit in the middle. So I was so jealous of anyone that had Omega Supreme. Uh, don't have him to date. Went in. I think I went. I think I must have been drinking one night when I was <laughs> filming the original Lego Masters. I went. I was drinking. I got back to my hotel room and I put in um, the online order to get the massive third-party Omega oh, wow. Supreme. Okay. And for whatever happened, I can't remember, the order got cancelled. Something something happened to it, mm. and I was mildly relieved. Uh, again, <laughs> that was a massive masterpiece figure. I don't have to find storage for my collection. <laughs> all right, all right. Nice. Should we step up to some beast mode action? Oh, beasts are all the rage at the moment. Colin, do you want to kick us off with your favourite beast mode? I got to go with Skylinks. I mean, that that <laughs> toy is absurd. Uh, but you get two beasts in one. He's he's motorized. He's He looks great combined. I mean, you've got a combiner and you've mm. got a lion and you've got a whatever hawk thing that thing is. And the cartoon is just such an asshole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh, well, cut, copy, paste. Skylings was my answer as well. I I especially love that in you know, bird mode or seagull mode, whatever it is, um, <laughs> the the way the uh, the windows on the shuttle were basically his eyes. Like it's actually really quite clever when you think about it. And um, is he the only transformer with teeth? Because it's he's got those the teeth in his jaws. Like it's it's actually quite incredible. And as you said, you can get two beasts out of it. Or you can combine him into this weird hybrid mode where he's a, you know, a, a bird head but dog legs. Like it all works no matter which way you do it. So yeah, Skylinks for me too. Me Grimlock, me always win. <laughs> uh, it's got to be old mate Grimlock. He is uh, amazing. A T Rex in a robot form, mm. just absolutely fantastic. He rose up to lead the Autobots in some, uh, you know, sublines and things. Uh, I just think he is amazing. He's the only Dinobot I've got as robot form and in transformation mode. Uh, and, yeah, he's the leader of the Dinobots for a reason. So love mm. him to death. Ben stole my homework. I mean, honestly, guys, it's a bloody Tyrannosaurus. It turns into a robot. And it's the coolest thing on earth. Definitely Grimlock for me. Yeah, I will say with my masterpieces, Grimlock is the only one that is not in robot mode because it's it's a T-Rex on a shelf. Oh, What's yeah. there not to love? Yeah. Sorry, Trent, go for it. Yeah, all good. I did find another um, Transformer with teeth. He is a Decepticon, but it is Gnaw, um, just Ooh. for the for the record there. So yeah, Skylink's fair. not the only one with teeth. Fair. Oh, Grimlock's um, got teeth. He does. Yeah, Grimlock. Yeah. There must be a few. Um, yeah, look, I, I can't. 
go past. I already use Skylink, so I can't use him, but uh, I can't go past Grimlock for all those nice. reasons. Yeah. T Rexes. I mean, if you didn't have the Dino Riders T Rex, uh, Grimlock was your next best T Rex toy. Yeah. So, in other words, Colin, we need one more person <laughs> to go Skylink and tie this up, and then it's a showdown. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want to say just before we go, like I, I had sort of gone through the list and. And had this been a Decepticon list, I'd have gone with Razorclaw in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. um, because those Predacons, with the exception of Dive Bomb, they're just heavy beasts mm. because they're, they've got so much die cast metal yeah. in them. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, they're not the most articulate things. They look decent in robot mode. They look decent in in, in uh, beast mode. But but Predaking is amazing and so heavy. Predaking mm. is a engineering genius of Hasbro branching out, doing their own, one of their first, um, you know, uh, upper scale combiners. Yeah, bigger than the rest. Uh, just amazing. Love, love, love. Anyway, this is Autobots. Let's uh, <laughs> move right along into the best vehicle mode of the Autobots. What have we all got? Three more left. Best vehicle mode. Go, Colin. Uh, Jetfire. No, nice. uh, yeah. excellent. Nice. Um, I, you know, he, Jetfire could have fit into best sculpt, uh, leader. I'm a little reluctant to throw him in here because his origins are with Bandai and yep. not with Takara. Yep. But uh, that jet looks amazing. Uh, anytime they try and do an interpretation of that jet, I'm all over it. Um, I'm really partial to the personality online. I mean, um, you know, it was uh, Greg Berger, uh, who does Grimlock, was also a Skyfire. And I thought because of the whole controversy with Bandai and how they phased out this amazing character was unfair. Uh, but, yeah, that that jet mode was amazing with armor, without armor, yeah. mm. variants where they had the uh, the, 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 the Valkyrie yeah. 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 Macross uh, yeah. stickers on it. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Yep. Mm. I'm going to sort of paraphrase uh, an answer that has already been shouted out and Trent called it out. Hot Rod, you talk about a car that just screams 80s, you know, with flame decals on the side, this low-slung sport. I remember there's a, there's a shot in the 86 movie, I think, just when he's he's running and he, th- you know, he picks up Spike who's fallen over and he just throws him in, transforms. And it's so low profile. It, it, it defies physics really as to how just slick this car is. Uh, in in that day and age, before any of us had a license, that was your dream car, oh, right? Sure. To you cruise yeah. one of those in the streets, big massive spoiler, uh, Hot Rod as opposed to Rodimus Prime. Rodimus Prime is the dad version, let's be honest, when we all get old and have kids and need to carry all their crap around. But nah, Hot Rod is is where it's at. That, that's where the artists are like, what's cooler than a square Lamborghini Countach? And then that's where they drew, <laughs> yeah. you know, let's take acid and draw a new car. And <laughs> that's where they come up with the Hot Rod. Um, anyway, for me, it's cut, copy, paste what uh, Colin said, Jetfire. Mm. I, fr- I had to put Jetfire on here somewhere and uh, it came down to he is the most elite looking jet mode of all the Autobots. Yeah. Um, you know, that that passion and love affair I have for Robotech, uh, it, you know, I just, yeah, and the colour scheme, everything. It could have fit, as Colin said, it could have fit in any of my categories and this is where it is. Particularly love him with all his armour and things. Yeah. So uh, that's absolutely next level. Um, yeah. I'm calling you out, Frank. Oh, you threw shade at me when I mentioned Rodimus Prime at the beginning of this section for leader class. 
And well, now you've it's cast. It's because you said it had nothing to do with the 86 movie. I'm like, mate, it's all got to do with the 86 nah, movie. Nah, you've <laughs> cast two votes for this dude now. <laughs> well, I, did, I did one for Rodimus and one for Hot Rod. Two different characters. Okay. <laughs> the best vehicle transformer, Autobots, guys. It's Hound. Oh. It's the Jeep. The Jeep. Nice. The Jeep life. Yeah. I mean, as a fellow, as a Jeep owner, there was no <laughs> other choice for me in the room. <laughs> <laughs> He's an awesome figure in any iteration, but, you know, G1 Jeep, uh, Hound, wow, fantastic. That's my choice. They're very realistic. He's even got an uh, like a little jerry can yep. and things yeah, on yeah. the yeah. spare tire. He's actually yeah. done yeah. on the sort of the World War II Willie's Jeep. Yep. That's his uh, inspiration there. And he's he's been reinterpreted multiple times across, you know, sort of the masterpiece lines yep. and, and mm. whatnot. But that Hound, Army Green. Does it for me. Welcome nice. to our show's new sponsor. That's what we are sponsored by Jeep, as uh, brought to you by Scott. And Zing. <laughs> have you, uh, Scott, have you gotten the new uh, reissue of Hound in his G1 goodness, but in the uh, the cartoon colors? Uh, negative, I do not. Are you highly recommending this purchase? I, I am, particularly given how how uh, infatuated you are with uh, with Hound. Mm. Uh, it's it's subtle. It's just a slightly lighter green, but uh, he he does look really good. The packaging is a closed box with a scene from uh, from the movie, very much like the the hot rod that came out as well. Mm. Um, closed box, uh, spot on uh, G one uh, interpretation. All but the only difference in this case was that. Um, uh, he's more of a pink than a, than an orange. Yeah. Um, so okay. I'm looking forward to Hasbro doing more of these. Cool. Keep an eye out for him. All right, Trent, what big have you w, got? Big W, I believe, Scotty. He was an exclusive here. Mm. Excellent. Um, yeah, look, I, I can't go past Jetfire for all the reasons. I won't go over them again. But a very close second and a lesser known but very Macross-looking Transformer is Whirl. As well, oh, he's yeah. the helicopter, oh, the yes. very yeah. light blue helicopter yeah. with red cockpit, yeah. and he looks very much in that ultra stylistic modern eighties yeah. modern. Um, the the yin but... and the yang to sort of shockwave with one eye yeah. and uh, yes. the, the gun the uh, very... arm and things like that. Yeah, very yep. cool. Good good call out. Hadn't hit my radar, so that's cool. Mm. All right, all right. Second to last penultimate category now is our favorite playset. Mode over to you, Colin. Well, uh, I, I I'm torn. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Action Master Optimus Prime uh, trailer, uh, which I think forms a, a, a proper battle station. I, I'm really torn on this category because obviously you've got Metroplex and you've got Fortress Maximus and Omega Supreme. They're all great, but I I keep my Transformers in robot mode. So I, I, I'm looking mm-hmm. for something that that can actually be a, a battle station at all times. So so the the Action Master trailer certainly fits that. The other one that does as well, which I also really like, is is Countdown. Mm. Uh, the trailer uh, with the rocket. I mean, the whole way that that sort of uh, comes apart and has playability. And you've got a bunch of MicroMasters who are all the same size and scale. It, it, they really work really well with Countdown. So. Beautiful. Mm. Oh, you've just—you've almost made me change my vote. Can someone else go while I think this through? <laughs> so, I, I, it, every a lot of other people in this room have called it out and things already, but I'm going to finally vote for Omega Supreme uh, for all the reasons. You know, getting my encore version and just blown away by how cool that figure is. I—I uh, I don't think I could have 
found one that was complete um, otherwise, you know, and uh, I'm just so happy to have, you know, to unbox it and actually play with all the electronics and watch it all go around and, and uh, you know, see it firsthand and not just watch YouTube videos on how it actually works. So um, I'm pretty fortunate uh, I consider to own one that works, but, yes, it is a reissue, um, but I'm cool with that. So Omega Supreme for the win. Yeah, I'm going to cast a vote for uh, Diana Ross and the Omega Supremes <laughs> as well. Who doesn't love a robot that turns into a freaking city? I mean, that's awesome. That's just killer. Yeah. Look, I'll be honest, I, I had Omega Supreme on there. I mean, it's it's been shouted out almost identical what I was going to say. You've got a tank that goes around on a track. It's got the rocket. Um, but, Colin, you brought to mind the, some of the MicroMaster bases, and it's a really good point you make that, and, and I don't own an Omega Supreme, and if I was, I'm probably not going to display him in that sort of base mode, mode as cool yeah. as it is. Um, but one that I did have as a kid, God knows where it is now, um, is one called Ironworks, and it is one of the MicroMaster bases that in its regular mode, it just looks like a construction yard. It's got a big sort of yellow crane on the top, then it all unfolds and it's got this crazy red, uh, I guess you'd call it a windmill uh, type yes, thing yep. on it. Um, you've got a spot in there, sort of a, a bucket, I guess, for your MicroMaster. You've then got a, the crane turns into a rocket. Um, it's just this crazy looking thing that, you know, it's just a, it, that's something you would display in that mode as opposed to, as you said, mostly mostly robot modes for even your Metroplexes and Fort Maxes, et cetera. So thank you for and, changing and the my nice mind. The nice thing about all those little bases were that they came with these little uh, bridges. Mm. And so all connected with Countdown and yep. each other. So you could build this little MicroMaster city. city. Yeah, yeah. Take up that much space. Uh, I know that my partner would be very happy if I just collected MicroMasters. <laughs> nice one, Trent. Round I, it out. I just have to go with Fort Max. Although I probably wouldn't display him in uh, the, the city mode. Yeah. I love playing with those um, in that sort of city mode. It reminded me so much of the '86 movie, and when they're defending Earth and they transform yeah. their their city, and you go, ah. Yeah. Oh, their new Autobot city transforms into a defensive um, city as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And just that yeah. sequence of it changing and, and yeah. the size and the yeah. heft of all those movements made me feel like when I had, you know, Fort Max and playing with him, that they were that, that was recreating that feeling from the movie. Yeah. So I probably loved that mode um, as much as the robot mode, even though that is definitely the mode to display him in. Mm. Yep, good call. And here we are right at the end, the final category. Oh, has everybody gone? Yep. 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 Uh, Ring-a-ding-ding, best overall figure for G1 Autobots. No rules, no wrong answers. Ben, take what, it away. Uh, Before oh, Ben oh, answers, oh. What, what are the chances all five of us pick the same figure? <laughs> no, nah, it's not, not happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, he's calling it out. All right, Ben, off you go. Okay, so I, uh, another one, massive nostalgia ties. I've been hard not to call it out in all my other subcategories. Uh, I received this one for my birthday. No, it was Christmas or something, and I had access to it early, blah, blah, blah. It is, of course, Optimus Prime, <laughs> right? Optimus Prime is the be-all and end-all of 
what a freaking amazing, you know, playset city, repair bay, leader class, colour scheme, every every mm, single the of boxes. these nine um, other categories could easily be called out for um, Optimus. Uh, I had to, you know, move out leader class because Optimus had to be number one for me. Uh, he is absolutely phenomenal. Um, I was lucky enough to play with him and have him as a kid and then my brother bought one from a garage sale. Not quite complete but complete enough that we could, you know, share battles and, you know, have fun and things with. Um, absolutely, yeah, massive nostalgic ties. When I first saw that Diaclone commercial, you know, Diaclone, yeah. <laughs> um, and saw him all, uh, you know, stop motion animatronics and things like that leveled up my uh, respect for Optimus Prime, even yep. though it was, you know, slightly different stickers and things. I just, you know, he is amazing he is the most recognized probably transformer in the whole yep. franchise um you know peter cullen has been fortunate to be able to voice him through and through even yeah. no matter what you feel uh, about the movies and things um you know it's so the voice is as iconic yeah. as it is uh, i couldn't agree like. more you know he was um you know i i seeing the movie it was like my gosh the the good guys the heroic the true amazing characters can die you know that was mm. a huge moment for me in my childhood that oh my gosh they're not all invincible yep. uh you know it scarred a lot of kids and things but i just i was blown away by wow this is a thing and that's probably why i like horror today you know um, <laughs> because they killed optimus because, prime yeah. because because i because he went gray and yeah because ooh, because yeah. you know i, I saw call. this dark avenue that that yeah. uh, was story of storytelling and i'm like i like that i want more mm. um Fair. You know, the stakes are high and, mm. not, you know, it's not all just green and red lasers flying along the screen. Sometimes they do intercept a, um, yeah, you know, a gut hit. wound or mm. whatever. So, yeah, Optimus Prime through and through. Um, I'd, I cannot wait to hear you guys' uh, votes. Mm. All right, we might jump back to, uh, to you, Colin, if you want to give us your best overall G1. So I'm going to take a slightly different angle. Uh, my favourite... Best overall Power Master Optimus Prime. Ooh, nice, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, I I think that that is just the definitive thing. First of all, it's a beast. Yes, mm. it is one of the biggest Transformers on the shelf um, for G one. Um, it's got these really cool guns, side guns. He's a he's a a Power Master. The cab on his own is really really cool looking, in my opinion. And then you just break it out into the into the into the the bigger mold. Um, I have sort of got that Ultra Magnus feel to him, where mm, the the trailer becomes really part of the uh, robot himself. Yep. He really does. The Japanese version, of course, came with uh, wasn't actually Optimus Prime. His name was Jinrei. He combined with a, a, an additional trailer called uh, God Bomber and became uh, God Jinrei. Uh, as soon as that got issued in the United States in around two thousand. Um, I grabbed that one. Uh, you could get, yeah, Hasbro actually did one, and then Takara did a, did a version as well. That was through um, Toys R Us. There, yeah, there's yeah. a Japanese Toys R Us exclusive that's all black called uh, Nucleon yeah. Power Master Optimus Prime or, or, or Jinrei. Uh, there's a orange and metallic, like back metal orange and plastic metal, uh, sorry, plastic uh, uh, orange uh, version called um, Fire Gut. Jinrei mm. from a particular scene from the animation. I have all those versions. Mm. I have a shelf that is just Power Master Optimus Prime. 
Um, and I think I love them so much because it was probably the first Transformer that I got as um, a collector uh, mint in box. Um, my, my brother and I came up with this realization as kids that if we went to yard sales and we bought broken Transformers and we sent them to Hasbro in Montreal, uh, the, the Canadian branch office, they would send us you know, accessories or replacement transformers. You cracked the system. (laughs) I cracked the system. Um, And what year are we talking? Just to get a, you know, um, really. 85, 86, 87. It started with, we would ask for, oh, we lost this gun and they would send us a gun. Uh, And then we worked our way up. Um, I I had two two jet fires. Um, I I got my jet fire relatively late in my collecting. uh, like I think it was 2007 that I got my my jet fire because the first one I got um, had a broken arm and I sent it into Hasbro and they sent back a loose Galvatron brand new stickers tech tech spec all that stuff but he wasn't in the box the second jet fire I got <laughs> I stripped everything off he had all the armor stripped his head off sent it just in the parts brand new mitten box power master optimus prime comes to my door uh i was probably about 14 at the time 15 and it was just it's just glorious um he's still you know a treasure treasured item in in my in my house uh one of those one of those toys that if the house was on fire i would probably grab yeah, it yeah, yeah, wow. yeah crazy full on that's that's a wicked story wow yeah. what a what a time capsule that's really cool mm. Um, look, he's been shouted out a, a couple of times already. And no, Scotty, it's not Rodimus or Hot Rod. I saw that look <laughs> on your face. Frank loves Rodimus. <laughs> um, but, and it's one I've mentioned, I think, previously um, for various other G1-related things. But Omega Supreme, yep. really. Um, it's one I've, I don't have in my collection. And in making this list, I went, do you know what? I've got some of that Marvel Legends money still sitting there. I'm, I've, I've got one eyeing off on eBay at the moment. Uh, that if the bidding goes well, should end right around in time for my birthday. So yay me. Um, but yeah, look, it's just, um, we've shouted out all the features of it, the tank going around. I watched a video even just uh, today of the actual tank going around and the head just spins through. It looks like a patrolling sentry protecting that rocket in the middle of it. Like it's just stunning. And then, of course, he he walks in robot mode. Not yes, very fast. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw someone compare him to he walks about as fast as Baby Yoda, which is which is fair. Um, but, yeah, Omega Supreme is the, the best G1 Autobot for mine. Beautiful. Mm, he's already been shouted out a couple of times right in this us. category. <laughs> Not quite. Uh, it's Optimus Prime. Yeah. I've saved him for this because of everything that Ben said, he's the iconic Transformer mm. of all time. But I'll simply add that... Any toy as a Transformer that you can release as a Lego <laughs> and in vehicle mode it looks like exactly what it's supposed to be and then you can transform it and it stands up as a fully functional articulated robot. That's a great design. Well done, Lego, but Optimus Prime, he is the standout figure of the Autobots G1, the whole, the whole lot. He is it. He's what it's all about. Yep, 100%. Uh, Mr. Trent. All right. I'm glad someone said there's no rules for this last one because mine is going to be quite controversial. <laughs> so I've chosen a non-transforming Transformer as my favourite Transformer, Whoa. which is this guy. Um, uh. It is the, the Bumblebee. 
from the action, action master line. Action master. Technically, technically, the the backpack does transform, so it does have a transforming element. But I was look. I love transformers, and don't get me wrong, love the transformations. Do that, but I'm an action figure guy at heart, and something very important to me is the aesthetic of what they look like. And G1, let's be honest, some of them in robot mode didn't look like what they looked like in the cartoon. Whereas when they got to action masters, I mean. That is it's what perfect. we saw on screen. Yeah, look yep. at that. And Bumblebee, I know the scale's a bit off with him this line, but if you just take him as a character, he is just, for me, what Bumblebee should be as a toy yep. in that mode. But and also, I love him to bits. Also, the face, like you look yeah, at the original G1 on. uh, version, he's got a faceplate just like Optimus Prime, uh, whereas that one, that's a very humanized looking face, mm. and that's exactly what we grew up. In recognizing the in the cartoon so mm. that is a beautiful uh depiction of bumblebee and i th- i can see why you gravitate and the nostalgia as you had it for, as a kid um why you chose that one so that's a really cool and i love again i love the diversity of these choices and mm. why we pick certain characters and um yeah it's it's another really fun segment to uh unfold and i'm with yeah i'm keen to see what our fans and things have chosen if they want to uh yeah we just put the categories up on our patreon just today so if you haven't seen that get on there and uh yeah you can let us know your own votes for all the various bits and pieces Mm. wonderful Uh, this has got me super hyped for part two which will be the decepticons because going through this oh there's so many good ones still left there to Colin's like, have me back boys have me back i'll come on again i will get up at 5 a.m to, to come <laughs> yeah crack a few yeah, sodas no. yeah yeah <laughs> on that note colin what a wonderful guest and absolute privilege to have you on for this episode the chat transformers thank you so much for coming on toy power yeah well guys welcome to well, having we've got me again no worries, mate. Well, we've got Colin. Should we invite him back next week and maybe get our toy biz on? What do we recommend? Yeah, that? I like yeah, it. You know, yeah. you know, you, you know your Transformers. You know your Joes. We don't care so much about the Joes, but Marvel Legends and <laughs> yeah. Toy Biz. You're yeah. also a big, a big hero on those. So yeah, come back again next week. Why not? Bit of a project we've been cooking I up would, in the background. I would love to. Beautiful. And and we and the other thing, Scotty, you have to tee up for some now. We got to keep getting Colin back, but. Cops. When we do a vintage toy line retrospective on cops, cops and crooks, not the um, not the real yep. life uh, breaking into houses. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. I'm not bad boys. Colin. Bad I mean, boys. Colin's on the <laughs> side of the law over there in Canada, but um, all right, we'd, we'd love to do that. I'll, I'll tee up um, some fried chicken for that event, and we'll make it happen. Yes, <laughs> sounds good. See, there's actually notes stuck on the fridge because I had started doing some uh, rewatch of the original cartoon and. Uh, I have some views. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. It, I've done it too, Colin. It can be a hard watch at times. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say that much. But I'm sticking to my my fact about the intro being absolutely brilliant. And I think whenever I struggle with a show, I just keep watching the intro over and over again <laughs> and go, oh, I love that animation. <laughs> Perfect. All right. That's it. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, thanks to all our patrons for your ongoing support and chatter on the Discord and for everyone to tuning in to another episode of Toy Power. So wonderful to have your company. Stay safe, stay well, look after each other, and we will see you around the toy aisles. And until next time, good journey! You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast at Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram or have your say and email us 
toypowerpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher, and please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome.